Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. This episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So it was recorded live at Cannes Lions in June 2019. from Kantar and today we're asking the question what's more important credibility or reach and I'm joined by influencer content creator and writer Dominique Davis um, who you might know as all that is she uh, and Neil Waller who's co-founder and CEO of Waylar the influencer marketing platform so Thank we've you got very much. a great great set of people to ask questions to today Let's find out um, a bit more about what your day jobs actually involve. So, Dom, why don't you just tell us what you do on okay. a typical day? Yeah, so um, I am a content creator. So, um, we, myself and my partner Dominic, we receive um, sponsored work from brands and then we take that brief and we go and create and do what we do best. We create um, really creative videos or images. Um, and then we also do organic work as well um, to sort of boost our reach and, and reach new audiences. Um, so, you know, we'll get a brief, we'll sit down, we'll sit at the kitchen table together and we'll thrash out ideas and we'll look at what we've done before, see what works for our audience, um, see what ideas have really resonated before. Um, we'll come up with an idea concept um, and then we'll go with it. And I think the last, especially the last year, um, we've really stretched our limits we've tried new things we've tried stop motion um, we've tried uh, cinemagraph that type of thing we're just always trying to find new ideas and new creative ways to reach our audience I mean because I, I had a look through your feed and it is particularly creative it must yes. take you ages to create every single one or at least have the ideas for it yeah yeah I mean everything we, we never know what time it's going to take to do each part sometimes the idea is really quick but then the execution can take a long time or vice versa um, so usually it'll take us about a morning to get the idea. Um, if it's a video, I mean our cinemagraphs take a long time. Um, sometimes it'll take sort of five to six hours to shoot. And then editing wise, you know, sometimes it can be up to 10 hours, depending on how intricate they are. Um, 
but yeah that's what makes us so proud of what we do because we know we work super hard to get the results and how did you start with all of this did this start by just trying out a few things and seeing if they worked and then you made yeah. a business out of it yeah so it's evolved massively so I started in 2015 while I was on maternity and at the time the only ones that the only sort of Instagram accounts I was seeing was sort of fashion bloggers so I tried a bit of that I realized I was really bad at that um, so then I moved on and I was doing a more lifestyle and just slowly but surely we've sort of evolved my partner Dominic he is uh, he was already fully trained on sort of Photoshop so he was an image manipulation artist so he was already working with um, sort of magazines advertising he was doing big billboards for them and so we've sort of teamed together and and so now we play on our strengths so he can edit like an absolute pro he's been doing it for like well over 10 years now um, so our skill set just got higher and higher and the work that we could do which just got more and more creative and more out there so yeah we've evolved massively and what we were doing sort of four years ago is very different now but what we do now I think is where we are and what we'll keep on doing for years to come fantastic um, we'll come on to more of that yeah. in, in a second but Neil let's find out what Waylar does what what do you do every day yeah so Whaler is kind of the connective tissue between brands and people such as um, Dom and for us it was really you know, when, I, when I think about someone like Dom and it's interesting I know you didn't use the word influencer um, as well when you spoke which is always an interesting one because you know that that term in itself has has had a kind of checkered uh, past in the press recently in, in what it stands for and I think because it, it speaks to such a, a wide audience of individuals who have influence I think what's fundamentally interesting is you have incredible influence yeah. with your audience and the way I view it is as publishers. So Dom has found a niche of putting out creative content to an audience that you've got to know, that you've got to understand through lots of trial and error. You've tried different methods of creativity to get there. It's, it's, it's a publishing business yeah. and that's inherently valuable for brands to tap into, not least because it's a publishing channel, but also the fact that Dom represents an audience group that brands often struggle to talk to as well. And so really where Whaler helps out in my day job is in helping brands navigate and connect with people like Dom, find them, find the people to work with, help people like Dom further their skills, help them learn from each other and build yeah. a community around themselves and just make it easier for brands to tap into that because it's quite a commercial enterprise doing that work uh, as well. And so by being the bridge between the two, just trying to help make it possible. And how do you think then that influencer um, content or advertising fits in in the broader spectrum of advertising what role does it actually play so it's interesting I, I think that you know one of the stats that often gets uh, touted around Instagram is how much people go on Instagram and follow accounts that don't follow them back so if you think of something like Facebook it was commonly people you follow your friends Instagram kind of became a magazine for life and so I think it is spreading awareness it's that awareness level but then what you're actually able to do is follow up with further advertising to drive people down the funnel. So when Dom and other influencers have done incredible for a campaign, spreading the story of what this brand, this product is trying to stand for, trying to speak to that audience, you can then follow it up with advertising from the brand to drive people further down the funnel. So it's certainly at the awareness level, it can drive results and you've done campaigns that have, have done that, but it's, it's, it's spreading the word, it's the magazine um, okay. kind of place. And we know that um, Instagram actually was the fastest growing brand in our recent um, Global Brand Z Top 100 Brands um, report. And that's, that, that, that came out fairly recently. Um, and so obviously there's a lot of people using this platform and there's a lot of people using it commercially too. 
Um, but Don, what does success look like for you? What do you count as a as a post that worked? What, what, what makes that happen for you? Yeah, I mean, we've had to change the way we look at success because um, at the beginning we, we would look at likes. That, yep. that, that, that was a metric we used to measure. Um, but there has been a lot of changes and, and, and they aren't really uh, a way to, 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 to measure your success anymore. I think for us, it's more about the audience that we have. We've taken sort of four years to grow it's like 500,000 people are sitting there and you know we've worked really hard and all even though we've changed maybe the theme of what we're sharing our personality and our voice has always stayed the same so um, for us it's more having a really engaged audience keeping the trust with our audience as well and um, not selling out and they know that if I promote a product I truly believe in that product and I will get behind it 100 um, percent so yeah, I think for us now, it's more about building that audience and you know making sure that it's a strong and um, a loyal audience as well. You know, with that as well, the interesting thing that I've seen is that, you know, think about that 500,000 people reading her publication, if we stick with the publisher mm -hmm, analogy. Mm -hmm. I think they also, because they enjoy Dom's content, accept that she has to make a living from it yeah. to be able to yeah. carry on funding that publishing business. And yeah. what I think is most wonderful is when you actually see the audience celebrating mm -hmm. the collaborations that you do. That's so amazing that you got to do that. That's such a great brand. What an interesting way to put it. And that's carrying on there. So before it was actually, people were a bit negative about influencers posting advertising content. And I think because a lot of it was selfies holding up a product or yeah. just taking the money. Yeah. But I think as the industry's progressed, it's well, no, these are publishing businesses and your audience then celebrate and love the oh, discovery yeah. of things and then suggest things to you as yeah. well to discover. We often get comments from people saying that like, you do ads so well, you do it so well. And when we first started out, there was this sort of general misconception that ads just didn't do well. And we were like, but ours do. <laughs> ours do really well. They fly, yeah. you know, we've yeah. had viral images that are, that are so it, it you just need to put the, the time, the effort, and then and, and sell the right products as well. Um, so yeah. So it sounds like it's important to you to work on projects which you you believe in. Absolutely. Um, and I think we know that authenticity is very important to younger audiences as well. So is there something in influencer marketing which Neil can be more authentic? Do you think? I think. I mean, it's it's as it grows and evolves. I think at first everyone raced to the money and the opportunity and I yeah. think a lot did do things where they wouldn't necessarily have that belief in the product yeah. or I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Create something very quickly that wasn't the work that they put into the stuff that they publish anyway. And so it's certainly progressed there. 
what I've always said is that it, it's so democratic, though, because the audience will just stop following you, yeah. stop engaging. It's, it's, it's the readership. So if you, mm -hmm. if you cross that line with them, it's self-policing. And then it's very easy to just, you know, companies that work in the space just need to do their homework on who the person is, what their audience is, how past work has done. But it's, it's very self-checking self and the audience just go, I'm sorry, I'm not going to follow you anymore. This doesn't resonate with me. I don't want you making money on these silly things because I'm following you, I don't agree with mm. it. So I think as more has come to fray in it, and as a lot more is being disclosed, because before yeah. there was the whole disclosure thing yeah. where people were not disclosing. Yeah. In fairness, the rules were not fully clear yeah. on it either, yeah. but now they are, and all for the better, because those people that are doing the, to use the word, inauthentic collaborations mm -hmm. are, are losing audiences and the collaborations aren't working. And it's great because it's pushing people to do great work with great collaborations with stuff that they they believe in so still a way to go but I, it's, it's heading in the right direction yeah I, I it is true actually that I think the sort of the legal nature of the you know the requirement to disclose is has has finally caught up I think and um, and some people still don't do it right but you know it, we'll, we'll see how that, that well, progresses. it started a little bit from brands as well mm. because brands felt that there would be a backlash and so they were like oh, I'd like mm. you to work for me but I don't want you to say that you're working Keep for me. Keep it quiet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've had that before. And yeah. now that it's become yeah. a more accepted thing, yeah. and they're finding the right ones to do, mm. it, it really is on the brands, as well as the influence, but it's on the brands to push for that disclosure. Because yeah. actually, ultimately, as well, it's them that end up in the legal trouble yes. if it's not being disclosed. Yeah. So, so Dom, how do you think you, you're contributing to um, a brand's credibility? I mean, do you, do you think your collaborations are helping the brand? They're helping them become more authentic or more credible with their consumers yeah, absolutely so I mean you know we've got our metrics there we've, we've got our insights we know exactly who we're following us and mm -hmm. for me I've always been I, f I find it very valuable to have to be on the ground with my followers so every time I post I reply to comments I reply to every single DM I receive so I'm speaking to them all the time I know what's working I know what's resonating and I know what's not working if you know if we ever make a slip well, thankfully so far we haven't but if we ever make a, a bit of a slip um, then I know how to correct that because I, I get that instantaneous reaction um, so yeah so f for us like I say because we've got we've built that trust and we don't ever break it then if I'm putting my name behind a brand then those 500,000 people know that it's a reptile brand every time we get a brief through you know myself and Dom will look will research the brand if we don't know too much about them if we don't know who the umbrella company is if we don't know if there's any shady things been going on yeah. lately you know we do we research we read up articles and we get a really well-rounded view on this brand before we say yes and I think that's what's really respected from our audience a, a nice example of one of the learnings I hope you don't mind talking about yeah. was I won't name the brand but there was a collaboration that you were going to do and you actually liked the brand but when the um, supplies came to you, yeah. the packaging was over the top. It yeah. just was so unenvironmentally friendly in the sense that it was way more than was ah, needed. Okay. And you actually turned down the collaboration and said to the brand, look, this, this doesn't reflect what I stand for. Yeah. And the brand have taken that feedback on board to go and make adjustments in what they're doing from that learning as well. So, you know, it, it, it can be great insights for brands to help them understand how to communicate with audience and how things might be getting perceived. Mm -hmm. Right, so it sounds well. like there's a proper sort of feedback loop that could yeah. be developed. You know, I think if yeah. more influencers did the same and, and maybe do push back and, and mm. give back feedback, or, or even if you get feedback from your audience, then thread, give that back to the brand, I do think there'll be some really positive change. Nice, okay. Well, we do know that, you know, I mean, we all know that young people are using social media more and more, and obviously over time, you know, everyone, everyone will be. 
So how do you see the, the model maturing, Neil? So the influencer model, do you think it'll move on from where we are today, say a couple of years time? Well, so I, I think we're actually already seeing it a little bit now. So, mm. you know, work that Dom has done has ended up in print advertising and digital out of home billboards. And right. I think, you know, actually one of that stems from the fact that the I mean, this speaks to the Whaler community, but I suspect it's also representative of the larger influencer community. For us, it's 68% female influencers and creators, and that's an incredibly powerful force to help brands speak to that audience. I saw a stat the other day, two-thirds of consumer spending is controlled by women. So, And the brand advertising has traditionally not spoken well to that audience because yeah. traditionally the creative voices haven't been heard in that process. So I think that the big shift is actually as a creative workforce that's going to help brands speak better to audiences and it's also not just a male female thing it's all types of diversity there's a massive lbgtq plus community of influencers um, handicapped influencers you've got such a wide spread that can help people understand how to speak to their community and their voices and so i think the big shift that we're seeing is not just through influencers own channels but actually how they're helping affect other forms of advertising and i think we'll see them become advisors to brands and i think we'll see them develop products with brands in partnership as well through the insight. Um, we're very fortunate we have Sir John Hegarty as our chairman and the reason he got involved well, he said it breaks down the walls between brand marketing teams and the audience yeah. and that is extremely powerful and the amount of learnings you can get from that and where you go with that isn't restrictive to one collaboration, mm. one piece of, piece of content. So Dom, talking about um, evolution of where you see yourself heading in a couple of years' time, your your creative um, expression has changed over the last few yeah. years, and it's moved on and it's developed with different techniques and different yeah. uh, different things that you say. But how do you see your your brand uh, evolving in the next couple of years? We'll still always do what we do best, which mm -hmm. is the creative images. Um, I think we'll just continue to learn and um, we're still learning now we're learning new software we learn new skills um, you know every new equipment piece of equipment we buy we're learning that so I think we'll just continue to try and better ourselves in that respect and um, we're also looking at other avenues um, so we're looking at a clothing line to bring out which would be which would align with the kind of image that we do um, maybe possibly a book with again with the images that we do it's all linked into our Instagram of course but um, yeah we're looking at other revenue streams as well um, and just obviously our, our passion is Instagram and, and creating those images so that will always be a big part of our job and our brand. So I guess what you publish grows with your life yeah. as you grow as well and yeah. speaks to that audience which is part of the powerful piece about it. Mm, okay just um, I'm interested in um, influencer marketing can it be literally applied in your view Neil to sort of any category can it be used in any category industry at all or is it sort of the typical brands that might be doing more collaborations in sort of fashion and beauty that sort of thing so are there any limits to influencer marketing in terms of the categories that can use it in your view it's a, it's a good question and I think again it's been a journey for us as this space evolves and I think I certainly would have thought there would have been but what we found actually is that there are influencers are a representation of culture and society in the audience and every brand has customers and so it's really just a case of finding those right influencers that can resonate with that brand's message and can tell the story in appropriate way. I think what we've also found is that brands want to speak to new audiences and so sometimes it's finding an influencer from a different area 
and accepting that and saying, well, how can I go and speak to this type of audience? What would be the right way to do it? And I actually think if the brand tried that themselves, they might make a mistake. Whereas working with an influencer who is really integrated into that community and audience group, that becomes a helpful navigator to that. Now the influencer might have to say, no, I don't think you can play here. But, you know, you'll find the ones that can help them navigate that path. So, no, so far we've, we've, we've not found a limitation uh, to it. But the limitation is, do the influencers feel an affinity? Well, we're just nearly about to wrap up. I've got one last question yeah. for you, Dom, which is really, um, what are your kind of hints and tips for other influencers that you'd be prepared to give away? What, yeah. what are your sort of unspoken rules that you'd like to share? I think that, I know it's all cliche, but it is to be as all, your authentic self, to, to show the real personality. When I initially started, I tried to create this sort of persona that it wasn't me, and there was, I was lacking in that connection without my audience when I fit very very first start back in 2015 quickly made a change and then found our footing and now what they see is what they get so there's no sort of that there's no sort of break there that know exactly what they're going to get from me so yeah I think just being true and there's only one you so although everyone says it's a saturated market well there's not if you're yourself then yeah. there's nobody else being you and there's nobody else with your message or your voice or your way of storytelling so yeah so, so be yourself. Be yourself, <laughs> <Okay>. absolutely. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, both of you, Pleasure. for joining us thank today. You. And remember, you can listen to every episode and more on the Future Proof podcast from Kantar and Side Business School. Just search Future Proof on your podcast platform or visit uk.kantar.com slash podcast. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thanks for having thank me. You. episodes and more information visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released thank you